0: First, Rio. Jesus. Rio. Jesus. Rio.
1: Jesus.
2: Jesus. Guys, you must join us in front if you want to. It's gonna be good.
0: So get for Jesus! I feel your glory all over me. Yeah, I feel your glory all over me. It's in my hand, in my soul, now in my feel Yeah, I feel your glory all over me. You say I feel your glory all over me. Can you feel it? I feel your glory. It's right now, all over me. it's in my hand, in my soul. Feel your feel your Come on, listen to this. I feel your power all over me. Yeah, I feel your power all over me. It's in my hand, in my soul, down in my bed. I feel your power all over me. You say I feel your power I feel all over me. you feel it? I feel your power. Oh my hands, in my soul, now in my I feel fear. your fire. Hands together for Jesus. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Every praise to Jesus. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
0: praise. Give
3: me Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with wonder Give Every praise, every. Is every every praise is to our God. Hallelujah is to our God. Glory Hallelujah is to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our
0: God. I want to Every praise, every praise is, is to our God. God. to our God. Glory, Glory hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah, he's to our God. Every praise, every praise, every praise, he's to our God. Every praise, is to our God. Every, break, oh. our God. Yeah. every word of worship with one another Savior, my Savior, God, my God, my Him, God, my yes Yes he Yes he Yes he Yes he is Yes he Every praise Every praise is to my God Every word of worship with one accord every praise, Every praise, Every prayer Come on, somebody. Every break. Every break. to our God oh, Jesus every prayer somebody shout Jesus 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 Jesus, Jesus. 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 the best thing that ever happened to man the best thing that ever happened to man is to fall in love with Jesus, it's beautiful. Jesus will never leave you. Men can leave you, women can leave you, but Jesus will never. Hallelujah. So, we love you, Jesus. Do you mind if you can come forward if you feel like, please come forward? We can pray this God again once more uh, with our clapping and so on. Please come forward. Don't feel come on, you can come forward if you can. Come on, let's go. Every praise is to I God yeah. Every word of worship with wanna go every prayer. God, my savior, come on. God, my savior. God, my healer. God, my deliverer. Yes, he. Is. Yes, he. Is. Yes, he. Is. Yes, he, is. Yes, he is. Yes, he hear. One more time, God, my Savior, God, God, my God, my Yes, he Yes, he Yes, he Yes, he yes, Yes it is, yes it is, yes it is, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it every is. praise, come on, every, every praise is oh. to my God, yeah. every word of worship with one I call, every praise, every praise, every praise is oh. to my God, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. Oh, uh-huh. wow. The Lord has died. He healed my body. He it's all mama. It's all good. Does He die? Come on, come on and His name. Come on, just the same. Come on, come on and praise it. Look what the Lord. Whenever he does that, I always sing about this song. God is good. And all the time. God is good. And all the time. God is good. And all the time. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to leave our fear on the board right now. Because if you carry your fear with you, you're not going to do much. You run away from your success, you run away from your prosperity, you run away from your So you got to leave it in the boat just like Peter, he left it in the boat and he came out and started walking. Thank you Jesus my God.
1: I face of the water, no wind or wave can cause me to falter, no doubt or fear can keep me away from you, my eyes are on you, yeah,
3: I leave my fear on the boat, now relinquish all control to the world that makes me whole. Yeah. Jesus the Savior of my soul. I hear you calling me. I hear you calling me. So I will walk on the face of the water.
0: Cause me to fall, no doubt of fear, can keep me away from you,
3: my eyes are on you. So I will walk on the face of the water. No wind of wave
0: Can cause me to fall. No doubt of fear can
3: keep me away from you. My eyes are on you fear on the boat, and I relinquish your control, to the one that makes me whole, yeah. Jesus the Savior of my soul, I hear you calling me, I hear you calling me. So I will walk on the face of the water, no wind or no wind cause me to falter. No doubt or fear can keep me away from you, my eyes are on you. So I will walk on the face of the water, no wind or no wave cause me to falter. No doubt or fear. I'll on you, my eyes on you. Yeah. Waves are crashing, I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory, yeah. The waves are crashing, I'm stepping over. My faith will waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. The waves are crashing, I'm stepping over. My faith will waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. The waves are crashing, I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The waters raging, I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. so I will walk on the face of the water. To fall, though thou can't keep me away from you. My eyes are like you. So I will walk on the... Yes, mighty God, my eyes are on you. Hello. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo, Can we do the waves are crashing again? That's very powerful. Waves are crashing. Go. The waves are crashing. I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The waters raging. But I see you walking, I, I will, will keep, keep running, running in victory. Yeah. The waves are crashing, I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but I see you walking, I will keep running in victory. Yeah. The waves are crashing, I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. The waves are crashing, I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. So I will walk on the face of the water. No wind, no wave can cause me to falter. No doubt or fear can keep me away from you. My eyes are on you, So I. On The face of the water No wind or no wave Could cause me to fall No doubt or no fear Can keep me away from you by eyes are on you
0: Jesus Lord Father God so how will walk on Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Come and raise up your hands right now. You're gonna worship him. Glorify his holy name. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, Father God. Oh Father God, you are worthy, Lord Jesus, mighty God. Worthy to be exalted, worthy to be worshiped, worthy to be elevated, Lord Jesus. Thank you for being in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, my God. compassion, a love that never failed me, let mercy fall on me, everyone it forgiveness, the kindness of the Savior, the heart and feel my love again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in the We exalt your name, we glorify your name, we exalt your holy name, Lord Jesus. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one. God of glory, majesty, oh forever, praise Him forever to the King of kings. Thank you, Jesus. the dead rose from the tomb still in know for the souls of all who come to the Father are restored and the church of brass was born then the Spirit lit the flame now this gospel truth of all shall not fail, shall not fail by his blood I am free for the love of Jesus Christ, who has, has redeemed me. me. Oh.
2: Lord, this morning we praise you. We adore you. We love you. We celebrate you. Thank you for your awesome presence in this place. I want to lift you, ask you to lift your hands quickly with me. We glorify you. Be exalted. This morning we thank you, Holy Spirit, that Jesus is real to us. Thank you that you are the one who makes him real. Make him real to every life and to every heart. And we promise you. As always, that Jesus will get the glory, the honor, the praise forever and forever and forever. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody needs to praise the Father. Somebody needs to praise the Son. Somebody needs to praise the Spirit. Come on, the three in one. Come on, I want want somebody to jump and shout Jesus. I want somebody to dance and shout Jesus. Come on, I want somebody to sing Jesus. King of kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah! 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 beautiful Jesus, come on, he is the son of David, I said he is the king of kings, he is the Lord your protection, who believes that he is the Lord your provider, who believes that he is more than enough, come on, who believes that he is the great El Shaddai, who believes that he is the great El El come on, who believes he's, believe he's Jehovah Jireh? He's Jehovah Sikuni, He's Jehovah Robeka, He's Jehovah Shalom. Somebody give Jesus a great, great shout of praise. Hallelujah. Please would you greet somebody before you take your seat. Just welcome those who's not on holiday yet. Welcome to Faith City this morning. Who is glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord? Well, a lot of people are away on holiday. And we we pray that God will protect them and bring them back safely. And they will miss Faith City while they're watching the beach. And um, just quickly, Faith City will not close down December. So every Sunday of the month, we are open. All right. And then um, next Sunday, please, very important next Sunday, Five cities standing two years old. And, and we're going to celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I want to ask you to come and join us. Bring your whole family and come and celebrate with us. Ek bleid het vergeet. Wat noemel we het? A spit? Dankie julle. Ek weet hoe kom nog Alright, there will be a spit braai and everything is free of charge. Just come and celebrate with us. And then uh, I believe there's some slides. So bring your costume. Alright, bring your clearer. And just come and celebrate a day with us. We are thankful for what God has done so far. And then I've got other news that I want to quickly add on to this. Next year, January, we are launching Faith City Johannesburg. We are planting a church in Johannesburg. So if you have friends in Johannesburg, you better tell them that we have a Faith City in Johannesburg. It will be in Reimsug, in Johannesburg. And uh, what we're going to do for now... It, we will start with evening services, 5 p.m. services, and then over time, we're going to start on 8 o'clock in Johannesburg, 10 o'clock here, and 5 p.m. back in Johannesburg. I'll be in all three services, so running around, and hallelujah. Then I want to share great, exciting news that just moved me. The month of December, like I said, we're celebrating two years of of church, and then I'm celebrating 10 years full-time ministry. and so the Lord spoke to me two days ago, and He sat me down, and He said, I have to write down everywhere that we traveled to internationally alone, only, alright, in this year. So I started taking down notes wherever we traveled, and I've, I saw the distances, etc. Now I want to share just something with you quickly, that for me, it's, a, it's something huge. If you haven't done it, you not know what I'm talking about. You can say, oh, that's great, but unless you have done it, you, you can't just say it's great. If you've done it, you know it's not just great. It's extraordinary. It's supernatural. So in this year alone, in this year alone, in the year 2019, in our international traveling, preaching the gospel of Jesus around the world, we have traveled. Now this is excluding inbound flights. So in other words, if I go to America, I preach in America and I fly around in America, it's excluding that. All right. If I travel in South Africa, it's excluding that. If I go to any nation and I have to drive in a car, it's excluding this. It's just in international flights. I have traveled 110,000 kilometers just in this year. That excites me. If you haven't noticed, the earth is 40,000 kilometers around. In this year alone, I've traveled three times around the globe with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what I'm so excited about, in five years' time, we've traveled, and again, just internationally, not inbound, No from here, Cape Town, Durban, and and in Brazil flying around, in Malaysia flying around. It's just international traveling. In five years, we've traveled 500,000 kilometers. That's more than 10 times around the globe with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've reached 54 nations. Hallelujah. We have reached 54 nations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you excited about this? And, and this is because of you, because of people that believe in the vision, so is into the, into the ministry and, and love what the Lord is doing. When I saw it, 500,000 kilometers, now let me explain something to you. Can I just I have two more minutes of your time? If somebody travels 40 kilometers to their work every day, back and forth, 40 kilometers every day, five days a week, they will have to travel 20, uh, 52 years to travel 500,000 500, kilometers. It's going to take them 52 years to go to their work and back. It took us five years to do what normal people do in 52 years. And God started speaking to me. This is what I'm going to touch on this morning. So God spoke to me very clearly. He even gave me a dream about this. And I, I said to the Lord that this year coming, 2020, I trust God that 54 nations will be 108 nations. And I and I trust God with all of my heart that this will be a year where we will do more much more for the Lord 2020 than ever before. Come on, for the kingdom of God. And 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 you know what? I want to just say this quickly, and I want to speak to every single one before. And this is not the message. Thank you, George. This is not the message. But it's need everybody needs to hear this. God spoke to me clearly and said to me, Tell the people, run your race. You can't run the person's race next to you. You can't run my race. I have a race seat before me, and you have a, a race seat before you. You can't run like your neighbor is running. You can't praise like your neighbor is praising. Come on. The race that God has for you, nobody else has that race. Is Somebody listening to me. And there's a race that you need to run. I have never seen an athlete training and not get hurt. Somewhere along the line, muscles will be stretched. And there will be a muscle that will tore, but he doesn't give up. He, he, he continues to practice because there's a price. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I said there's a price. The Bible speaks about a price. And we all in this building have a price that's coming and a race to run. And I want you to do me a favor this morning and do yourself a favor. Make a covenant to God and say, Lord, I'm going to run my race from this morning onwards. I'm not going to look like, if I look at what's happening here on the stage, it's, it's, it's supernatural to see how people step into the calling. And what each of them knows from here, right through, that there's a, there's a responsibility that God has placed upon them. And this last weekend with the, when, when VR came to, to visit, they've asked a question. And one of the questions was, there must be a lot of pressure in ministry. I said one of the biggest pressures in ministry is the responsibility that I, that I have as a pastor. Because what I'm telling you, I'm going to have to give accountability before God one day. I can't, I can't, I can't get offended and pack up my stuff and say, I'm done preaching. The church has hurt me. No, I'm pressing through it, right through it. Because there's a race, come on, I said there's a race that needs to be run. And I know when I'm going to stand before God one day, I'm not going to stand and say, Lord, I had a keyboard player that had his own mind. I had a guitarist that this, this, I had this, no, I'm going to stand before God for how I preach the gospel, and how I've conducted my lifestyle, and the same with you, there's a mighty responsibility on your head, and God will keep you accountable for what he has given you, somebody listening to me, shout hallelujah if you're with me, praise God, now, that's just a free of charge, I just had to, I want you to tell your neighbor, hold on, Okay, tell the person that you like. Hold on now. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> now, I want you, to, un- I wanna, I want you to, to help me quickly. I want somebody to, to help me. I don't, I don't want to preach alone right now. I want you to understand this morning something is going to happen in you because I'm going I'm to, I want to preach on something, but I want to hit it head on. And the reason why I want to hit it head on is because you have to speak against things you have to preach against things, and you have to preach certain things, because what you preach on must manifest in people's lives. And the Bible says that my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Now, I don't want you to get offended this morning. If you're offended, the only reason why people get offended is because there's things in them that God hates. Oh, ain't I know. So you get offended about something. It's not because the person has hurt you. It's because God is saying, what is offending you, I don't like it. You better get rid of it. Because an offensive heart can never experience the presence of God. Hallelujah! All right, let me, let me try to do something. Psalm 51, David said something, and a lot of people stop at a certain passage and they don't go further. David said, create in me a new heart, O God. What is a new heart? Let's stand still there for a moment. What is a new heart? I don't want my heart no more. I want your heart. I want whatever breaks your heart must break my heart. I want to ask you, Lord, to take the heart of stone, remove it, and give me a heart of flesh. Give me a heart that is sensitive to you. Lord, give me a heart that you can say, this is a man after my own heart. Lord, give me a heart for your kingdom. That's what David is saying. Then he goes on, he said, and and establish in me a steadfast spirit. A steadfast spirit is a spirit that is unmovable. You are not moved by people's opinions. You are not moved by the next thing. Come on, you are steadfast. You better hear me right now. You know, yesterday we went to Kahui. Kahui uh. is Iwi. Who knows do I pronounce it right? Kawawi. So I can't even pronounce it. How do you eat something you can't pronounce? Kawawi. Kahui Kabi. Tomato tomato, whatever. <laughs> and it's terrible. Oh, yes. If you eat kahoe, kawaii, Kawawi. Kababi. I'm going to pray for you this morning and lay hands and say, Lord, deliver your people. So they say, so they say it's, it's, it's healthy for you. And this is something that I've seen. I've seen people will spend a lot of money on something that's healthy for the body, but they don't care what they take in spiritually. And what you eat spiritually, what you absorb spiritually is much more important than what you eat and do in the natural. Let me tell you something. I have seen a lot of people start off wrong. And I promise you, they proclaim the love, Jesus, of all of their hearts. I don't give them five years. In five years, you will see them go haywire. Start to follow six. I have to change that again. A sector. Alpha <laughs> Jesus. I just had to check. Got after me. Hey? It's called a cult. Thank you. <laughs> I voted, say, all right. <laughs> all right. It's <laughs> Woo. It's it a biggie bye. All right. <laughs> all right. like, say It's <laughs> All right. So, so, fine five. Uh, uh, normally, we don't keep them five years because what they do is they go haywire. They believe all different doctrines. Then they, 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 they lose their heads. Because the foundation has not been set. If the foundation is right from the very start, you can go 20 years down the line and you'll be in the middle of the road. You will not go right and you will not go left. And and this is what people need to understand. What you listen to every single Sunday is vital. Because most people say hallelujah for everything that they hear, but it's not biblical. And you have to understand what you hear spiritually is what shapes your whole life. It shapes your destiny. It shapes your financial prosperity. It it changes your joy. It shapes everything in your life. This is very important to understand. Even Romans says, how can they preach if they have not been sent? And how can people hear if they don't have a preacher? That's what the, the book of Romans teaches us. So you have to understand, it's very important that your foundation is right. Your foundation must be established. When your foundation is established, I promise you one of the things that my dad gave me as a young boy, it was, it was more precious than a car, it was more precious than a house, it was more precious than all the gold and all the silver. He gave me Jesus, but giving me Jesus, he said something else. He said, vessel, never go to the left and never go to the right. Always stay in the middle, look up and, and see the Christ. That's what you want to know. Because eventually, if, you, if your foundation is not right, you'll do this. And do you know what people does? You know, ten years ago, I was on fire for the Lord, but something something went wrong. I said something went wrong. If, if your foundation is right, in ten years from now, you're gonna be so you're gonna be a fireball. I'm a fireball. Come and tell your neighbor. I'm a fireball. Come and tell your neighbor. I'm a fireball. And. So the the problem is today, I want to say this, that what the enemy does, the enemy allows people, or I want to say this, he creeps into people's hearts, and he allows people to become offended. You can't quote the scripture today, and the people are offended. By the way, free of charge, the Bible says an open rebuke is better than a secret love. It's better to be openly rebuked than to be loved behind the scenes. Because the open rebuke, the Bible even says the following, it says that God he chastised those he love. Uh, I want to say something that the law of South Africa won't not like. But if you, as you see the Bible, then him. As you slaag weer hou People think that God is love. God, love is, oh you're wonderful. Oh you so, oh no, nah, that's not just love. Come on, that's not love. Love also prunes. Oh, come on, love, keep your, somebody here, wave at me. Okay. So the Bible says that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. I want to start this right off the bat. I come against every spirit of doubt and of fear over you and your life and your family and your children's children this morning. Come on, somebody help me preach in this place. I say the spirit of doubt is leaving this place right now. It's leaving your mind. It's leaving your life. If you believe it, jump to your feet and give Jesus 10 seconds of crazy praise. Every form of doubt, every form of fear, it's going. I said it's going. It's going. You may take your seat. God spoke to me. I always thought to myself that I'm really a man of faith, you know, operating in what we do. And God gave me a dream and spoke to me. And he says... The spirit of doubt that sometimes creeps up, you're going to have to break that thing and take control of that thing. And I thought to myself, what? A spirit of doubt on me? And then sometimes you have to understand the following. I want you to hear me. What you allow or who you allow to speak around you, it's crucial. Who remember when Jesus stood in front of Herod? He didn't open his mouth. Okay, he didn't hear me. When he stood in front of Herod... And Herod mocked him, asked him questions. Jesus didn't even open his mouth. But when he stood before Pilate, he spoke. Because there's certain people that you do not have to speak to, lest you invest into their lives, and it's worthless. Oh, you didn't hear me. (laughs) Many people say, well, you're so quiet. I'm a man of few words for a simple reason. What I have is costly. You can't always throw your pills to the swines. Sometimes you have to keep something to yourself and say, I'm not releasing it to you. You're not ready for this. Come on, I'm giving it somewhere else. Now, whoever you allow to speak into your life, this is why I say not everybody that proclaims to be a prophet is a prophet. A prophet, by the way, I like to challenge that. A prophet, by the way, is not somebody that can tell you the name of your car or your your, your registration number, or even your name. You know your name. A prophet is somebody that hears the oracles of God and speaks a word and changes your now. Many people, many people think that a prophet or a prophecy is a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is not prophecy. Please hear me. If I tell you today I see something yellow in your fridge, it's not prophecy. It's a word of knowledge. A prophecy changes your Now. This is why I'm here standing here right now and prophesy this to you. That is a shift coming, not tomorrow, but right now. For the doubt that has kept you away is about to break. Hallelujah. And a new river is about to flow. In Jesus' mighty name. The reason why these people sitting here that feels like there's an attack on them is because there's spiritual growth coming your way. And the only reason why you feel that attack is because Satan wants to keep your focus and your emphasis on the storm and on the problem and keep your focus away from what is coming. I'm telling you what is coming is far better than what is against you and what tries to follow you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, who believes that word? Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now this morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on something. And I want to I wanna make it right. I want to set the record straight. I have to. For your sake. Come ask it for your sake. <coughs> and I don't care what the religious spirit thinks about this. By the way, that religious spirit is also the spirit of doubt. And the spirit of doubt brings forth a spirit of fear. And the spirit of fear brings forth a lying spirit. Hallelujah. So I want you to say with me where your your treasure is. Your heart will be also. Now I want to ask you to open your Bibles with me to the book of 3 John. 3 John. And this John is not John the Baptist. This is John the disciple whom Jesus loved. By the way, I want to explain something to you as you turn your Bible to the book of 3 John. The Bible says John, when he speaks about John, he speaks about the disciple whom Jesus loved. This is the disciple that was always wanted, I'm a John. I always said, when I get to Jesus one day, I'm going to do what John has done. I'm going to sit at him, at his lap, my head against his chest. By the way, that's the only man I'll sit so ever so tightly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but, so, the Bible also says the following, that when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he appeared to the disciples, nobody knew it was him, except for John. John was the only disciple that knew this was Jesus, which tells me that love, which is John, knows the truth, which is Jesus, and he's the disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, who gave this scripture, and I want to read this to you, beloved, I pray that you may prosper, say with me prosper, in all things, say this with me, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers now please keep that on the screen i want to read that again it says beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things so here's john saying my prayer for you is now please remember again this is not thomas speaking it's not luke speaking it's not any other disciple but the one whom jesus loved because love knows the truth and the truth will set you free hallelujah And he had a revelation, and he said, my prayer for you is that you may prosper in all things. This means that you'll prosper financially, that you'll prosper mentally, that you'll prosper emotionally. Come on, that you'll prosper in everything that you do, anything that you put your mind to. And he goes on, he says two things. He says, my prayer for you is that you may prosper in everything and be in health. So these two things that the enemy fights, even to this day, is health, people's physical health, and number two, people's prosperity. Hallelujah. Now, prosperity is not just what you have in the bank. There's a lot of things when it goes into prosperity. But one thing that I can tell you, and I want to tell this to every demon in hell, that God wants His people to prosper in all things that He do. If God is not a a, a God that wants us to prosper, then we have to rip out certain pieces of the Bible. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to prosper. All right, can I preach to somebody? The Bible says in the book of Galatians that we are blessed beyond the curse so that the blessing, come on, the prosperity of Abraham can come on to what? The Gentiles. It means you. It means your neighbor. It means your neighbor's neighbor. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. I want to ask a question right off the bat. If you see a, an a, a actor in America flying a private jet in a private plane, nobody's asking any questions. Hallelujah. The minute they see a man of God or Christians flying in their own private jets, everybody's against it. Hallelujah. And, and I want to say something to you that you have to understand this. The, the, the I, ideology that the people believe that Jesus Christ came to earth and he battled. I heard a preacher the one day said, you know, when Jesus came to earth, he battled on the earth. You know, he was just keeping his head above the water. I said, I'm not sure, man of God. What Bible are you reading? Because my Christ wasn't a a beggar. When he had to pay his tax, Peter was running. Oh, we had to pay tax. He said, hang on, catch a fish. There's gold in that that fish's mouth. When when he had to feed the multitudes, he said, what do we have? Then they responded. They said, Lord, the money that we have is not enough to purchase 25,000 people's food. Because there was not just 5,000. We all know there was about 25,000 people. So they had money. And Jesus said, hang on, I'm not asking how much money we have, I'm asking you, what we have. He says, we got a few loaves and a few fish. He says, bring it. Now, thank you, Father, give it out. Now, I want to ask you something. Imagine Jesus multiplying bread and food, or bread and fish, rather, for multitudes of people. Do you think for one second the Heavenly Father will not bless him with food to eat? Well, you might say, well, the Son of Man has no head, uh, no place to lay his, his head down and holds got foxes, but he has no place to stay. He was a traveling evangelist. Yes. He didn't have a permanent residency when he took up his ministry. Hallelujah. And I promise you this. If, if, if Jesus was married and he had children, the whole situation might have been different. But by the way, he never had a wife, Google. He never had children, Google. Hallelujah. Someone listen to me. No, Mary was not his wife. He didn't have a wife. The church of Jesus Christ, that's his wife. Yeah. Praise God. I said praise God. So, so, so John says, beloved, I pray that, that you will prosper in all things. He says, even in your health. He says, I, I pray that you will prosper like your soul is prospering. You've heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I, I, I like the following. I want to I read you this. The word prosper there means, it means help on the road. I pray that you will have help on the road. It means you will prosper wherever you go. Who remembers when Jesus said to the disciples, I want you to go out two by two and I don't want you to take extra money bags. Don't take clothing. Wherever you go, it will be provided for you. Help on the road. You will prosper wherever you go. The people will take care of you. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says, if you go to any city and people do not receive you, shake the dust off your feet. For it will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah in that day than for a city or a people who has not received a man or a woman of God. The word receive means to take care. Amen. Oh, the still. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, I want to just draw your attention to something. The first sin after Eve sinned. Guys. After Eve sent, all right, <laughs> the first sin after that, go read the Bible. What happened after that? God spoke to Cain and Abel, and he said, I want a sacrifice. If you study scripture, you will understand that there's an order how God wants a sacrifice. Both of them brought a sacrifice, but God said to Abel, he said, I'm well pleased with yours. But Cain, you, you've slipped up. Because Cain, you're not giving with the heart motive. Your heart is not in your giving. And the way I wanted you to give, I wanted you to prosper, but I'm not happy. And the Bible says, so Cain was angry, and God said to him the following. He said, listen, if you do good, meaning if you obey the law of God, if you obey the word of God, you will always do good. He says, now you're angry at your brother because he's just listening to the word of God. And this is what people need to understand. You can't be angry at your neighbor for prospering when your neighbor is just doing what the word of God says to do. The Bible says, if you do good, God will do the same for you. So what happened? He was so angry at his brother that he killed his brother. Now, please hear me. The first sin was Eve. Second, what, what, now the first sin, what happened in the Garden of Eden? Satan deceived Eve by doubting what God has said. Whew, my goodness, I feel the anointing of God falling. Can I say that again? Satan came and he, and he spoke to Eve and he actually brought doubt into her. God said, I shouldn't eat this. No, no, no. God doesn't, this is not what he really means. That's the first thing that the enemy will do to you. He will bring doubt to you. You will doubt what God has said. Secondly, the second sin was finances, money, sacrifice. The one was angry because he didn't prosper like his brother. But his brother just did what the word of God was doing. I want to just say something straight here this morning. You have to understand this. If you do whatever the Word of God tells you to do, it's impossible for you not to see the results of the Word of God. A lot of people claim the financial blessing, but they do not do what the Bible requires for a financial turnaround. If you need love, please don't sow money. Sow love. (laughs) Hallelujah. By the way, if you're a Christian and you want God's favor and grace, then you have to release grace and favor. Jesus said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. So a lot of, listen, a lot of people in the name of God will will criticize people. You know, that's what social media does. Social media is the devil itself. Because a lot of people are like Goliath behind the screen. Not behind the scenes, behind the screen. Breathing threats against the church. Hallelujah. But they will never do it face to face. Come on, that's what the devil is a coward. Have you noticed, I, I don't know why I said somebody needs to hear this. Have you ever saw, p- saw people on Facebook, they send you a message, oh, you're a false prophet, but they profile is a whole fake profile. <laughs> Who's the fake one here? At least you see my face. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. But this is what the enemy will do. Did God really call you? Oh, devil, he absolutely called me. I said, he, abs- he even called me before I was even born. He called me. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah if you're with me. So two things. The enemy will will bring doubt to you, that you will doubt God's word. If God has really said it and if God has really meant it. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, God says that he knows the plans that he has for you. Plans to do what? Plans to prosper you. Say with me, prosper me. One more time, prosper. Now I want you to understand this, that God has got enough. You know what, what people do? People do, let, let me tell you something what people do. People's got a budget. I say budget is bigger yeah. for me. Many in oh, Kerk. Just a few of you have got a budget. Who who works on a budget every month? Alright oh, in the poor okay. You oh, don't man. Yeah. Preaching the wrong message, yeah. <laughs> but in any case, what people do, they have a budget. Edgar's 500 rand. I'm a prophet, you know? <laughs> then the next one, groceries. 3,400 electricity, 2,300, and then they look, ah, oh no, 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 there's not gonna be enough food. Let's cut at Edgar's this month, not 500, 400, 400, and then they go down, ah, oh yeah, my husband eats a little bit more, so I'll, I'll cut a little bit more on electricity. So they cut here to add there. Wave at me if you know what I'm talking about, and then uh, uh, okay, this month, the credit card, I'm gonna pay a little bit less because there's school fees. Right? And it's now January, so everybody needs school clothing and, and pencils and, 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 So this month, I will cut a little bit on the data. Wi-Fi, we're going to downscale a little bit. <laughs> 100 megabytes up and down too much. We'll go back to 10, just for two months, just uh, until we hear about the water. But what I want to tell you, that God has enough to supply <laughs> everything. If God can bring you money for Edgar's, Now, even if I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself this morning, or I'm preaching to the choir of one. If if God, if if, if you have a need of food, God has enough resources to supply your need for food more than enough. And if God knows that you need to pay your Edgars and it's going to be 500 rand, stop cutting Edgars to help Epsa. God can take care of Epsa. Come on, somebody. God can take care of Edgars. He can take care of, he can take care of MTN. He can take care of Vodacom. We rebuke it. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Come on, if you, are, if you listen to me and you take this word, I want you to jump on your feet right now and say, my God shall supply all of my needs. All of my needs. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Who believes that? I want people to help me preach this morning because what you confess today, you possess tomorrow. I'm telling you, no more doubt Doubt will no longer keep you awake at night. The same God who take care of you January, February, March, and April will take care of you this month of December. And when January comes, I declare in the name of Jesus, the name above every other name, that you will have no lack in your house. Your children will have more than enough in the name of Jesus. Come on, I declare you will prosper in all that you do. Come on, if you believe it, give Him praise in this house. You'll have more than enough. More than enough! People need to understand that we will, have, we will be held accountable for what has been entrusted to us. If God gives you 50 rand, you'll be accountable for what God has entrusted to you. Somebody listening to me. If God gives you a work, He will keep you accountable for what He has entrusted you with. If God has placed a man or a woman or a family in your life, you will be accountable For what you have been entrusted with. Hallelujah. You're going to stand before God one day. People don't want to be accountable to no one. But you're going to have to be accountable before God one day. Even heaven has got accountability. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now Jesus did the following. The Bible says there was a man of the name of Lazarus. Lazarus was sick. And the word went out that Lazarus, he stayed in Bethany. By the way, Bethany speaks about despair. Despair It means depression. It means anxiety. But in Bethany, they wanted to kill Jesus. And so the Bible says that word came out that Lazarus is sick. Not just sick to the stomach, he's sick. He's about to die. And so the scripture says that Jesus stayed wherever he was. Then the word came out that Lazarus has died. When Jesus heard the word, people came to him. Lazarus is dead. Do you know what the Lord did? He didn't jump up and say, all right, I'm coming. The Bible says he decided to to stay two more days. Why is that? First of all, because Jesus was not moved by the need of man. Jesus was moved by the voice of his father. If his father didn't tell him to go, Jesus would not have gone. Jesus waited for revelation knowledge from the father. What do you want me to do? All right. So the scripture says, next up, he he said to his disciples, let's go to Bethany, for Lazarus is sleeping. Please take note. The disciples said, well, Lord, if he's sleeping, he would would feel better. And then Jesus became angry, and he said, listen, he said plainly, he's dead. What he actually was trying to do is, he's not dead, he's just sleeping to motivate them, not to get them to a place of despair. Because Jesus knew that your circle around you can either build you, or they can break you down. You didn't hear that. So the Bible says that Jesus was walking and people ran to him and said, Lord, our brother is dead, if you have been here, and the scripture says, he became, he, be, he grieved inside of him. And our people saw oh shame, he loved Lazarus so much. Now, do you know why he was grieved in his spirit? Do you know why he cited so, so loudly? It's because of people's unbelief. Yeah. Unbelief. Yeah. I, 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 you can imagine this, that the one sister says, Lord, if you have been here, he says, do you know who you're talking to? I am the resurrection, and I am the life. And you're worried about, he can be dead for 10 days. And the Bible says, again, everybody was weeping at the tomb. And then the Bible says, the shortest version of the, or verse of the Bible, Jesus wept. And, and then they said, oh, shame, look how much he loved Lazarus. Couldn't the one who opened up the blind eyes... Has raised him from the dead. He wasn't weeping because Lazarus died. He was weeping because he saw people with unbelief. He saw people who would not believe the word of God. They didn't even believe in him. That's why he wept. And let me just tell you this quite frankly. He's still weeping today because people still do not believe him. People still, and listen, this prosperity is not a money issue. I want to rephrase that. Giving is not a money issue. Giving is a trust issue. People don't give because the money is an issue. People don't give because trust is an issue. They don't trust God. They don't believe that he who has promised is faithful. They don't do it. And this is why I'm telling you, Jesus is still weeping. But the Bible says this clearly. When, when Jesus thought to himself, this is enough. I had enough of, a, of people that don't want to get out of the boat. And with loudly, the Bible says, he shouted, uh, he, he shouted Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus got out of that tomb. Now, I'm telling you, there's people here, I'm watching you. You are in Bethany right now. You are living in despair. You are living in anxiety. You are living in depression. But there's something about Jesus when he calls you out. And this morning, he calls you out. i want to say this again. This morning, he calls you out. He says, Lazarus, come forth. Come out of Bethany. Come out of depression. Come out of despair. Come on, come out of fear. Fear will cripple you. You better understand this. Fear will cripple you. I always say to the Lord, think about this. You you can say, well, this guy flew 500,000 kilometers in five years. Let's go a little bit further. How much money did that cost? Don't ask me. I don't know. But in this year alone, you you won't even believe what I'm telling you. In this year alone, international flights is about a million rand. Just flying. Not even reaching the the unreached. And and so people say, well, money is the root of all evil. It's unbiblical that. Do you know that? The Bible doesn't teach us that money is the root of all evil. Please show me the scripture, by the way. Money is not the root of all evil. That's a lie. The love of money is the root of all evil. Money is not evil. Money is a tool. I want you to say to your neighbor, money is a tool. Now, if money is so evil, let me ask you a question. Think about the poverty in, around the world. How many people are dying. There's no food to eat. And, and and many people think this about preachers too. They think that you show up at the airport. Oh, you're a preacher. You fly for free. Oh, you're a preacher. You don't pay water electricity. He's a pastor. You know. <laughs> okay. You can ask Tieners. I'm paying everywhere I go. All right. I go to a spa and say, oh, here. Yeah. Can I get a top deck? Oh, here's a pastor. Oh, he's a top deck. <laughs> you don't get there. You don't pay the top deck. They lock you up. And they, they tell you go and pray in prison. Let's see how <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you pay, all right? Come on, say you pay. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I wanna I wanna quickly touch something. The, the one of one of the lies is that money is not important. Well, if money is not important, how do you feed those who, who doesn't have food to eat? If money is unimportant, why do you go to work? <laughs> it's why so quiet today? You have to jump and say, Hallelujah! Why is always to Let me just say this. If some people treat their jobs like the way they treat their church, they would have been fired. Long ago. Long ago. Their, their, their job is more important than God. Oh. So money is not unimportant. If money is unimportant, please give your resignation tomorrow morning and come and worship with us every single day. All right? And, and when the electricity is not paid, so what? We'll just do candlelight. Have a romantic evening with Jesus and just praise Him again. No, money is not unimportant. Money is a tool for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I don't know who wants to take this word, but I'm declaring this as people sitting in this building, that you will be end-time financiers. You will finance the end-time harvest. Come on, for Jesus Christ. Now, this is the fact. It's time that you stop, ask God, send me people that will bless me, and rather say, Lord, make me a people that can bless others. Hallelujah. That's our mentality. Prosperity, first of all, is a mindset. You have to think differently. You have to act differently. You can't, like certain people, that I know, I don't want to mention names. But when you, go to a, to, when you go to a shop and you have to buy food on your traveling, then they walk in and, uh, where's the 10 rand fish and chips? Well, that was 1970, sir. There's no more 10 rand fish and chips. they going to with the Vienna. That's it. Or you walk in the place, where's the 18 Rand Plockies? I promise you. Then the Plockies is 15 50 Rand! I'm not paying 50 bucks for Plockies. Where's the 18 Rand Plockies? <laughs> Can I cut a chop right checker socky and with wiggies? You're gonna look like Fred Flintstone. There's no 18 Rand Plockies. It's a mentality. Listen, you better hear me. I don't care where you live, where you stay. You've got a spirit of God in you that will cause you to prosper. But you have to renew your mind and say, I'm getting out of my cheapo. If your husband thinks cheap, boom, boom, no. Not my, (coughs) my wife says, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I want you to say this with me. Lord, bless me me. so I can bless others. Hallelujah. So I said money is not evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. If you love money more than you love God, that's evil. If your focus is money and not God, it's evil. By the way, Matthew 6 teaches us that God says that if you look at the lily of the field, they don't work, they don't know God, but yet God provides for them. If you look at the bird of the air, especially in my yard, the, the mossies and the word gevoer in my heart they come to my heart to eat the dog's food it's like God is saying hey mossies, there's a vulnerable guy there the bulldog needs a diet go there but he, 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 he considers them and he supports them and he supplies their needs and yet they don't know him Then he says, how much more you, how much more will your heavenly father not take care of you? But the scripture goes on. He says, but seek ye, you have to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and the other things. What other things? The things that I was just speaking about. The food, the houses, the cars, the clothes, whatever you need shall be added when your first mentality is his kingdom, his righteousness. Prosperity today teaches, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. But biblical prosperity teaches that if you give unto God and you make his business your business, and I I know this that is a four-letter word in today's circles, prosperity. Do you know why people hate it when people preach about prosperity? It's because Satan doesn't like people being prosperous. Because the devil knows that money in a Christian's hand is dangerous. Because when Christians, oh, let's rephrase, when blood, blood wash, spirit full, people of God have money, the kingdom of God shall be growing and growing and expanding and expanding. I heard a guy, a, a friend of mine, he's in, a, he's in a building business, and he was building on a mosque. Really, true story. I don't know if you have driven past one of the big mosques in Midrand. That big one, it lights up in evening, that one, that exact one. He was building there, and he says, they came a, a, a black Mercedes-Benz. He says the Mercedes-Benz stopped there, and uh, a Muslim man uh, climbed out of the car, and he asked, who's in charge of this project? Whose who's, who's building is this? And uh, so they directed him, and, and he says, I have 150 million rand. Here's the check I want to give towards this mosque. Now you did 150 million a Muslim man. One Muslim man wrote a check 150 million rand, and he said, "Let's build this thing." You can see how, how big that thing is. When you tell the Christians, if I tell the Christians now we need 150 million, next week Sunday this church is empty. <laughs> if I do, if I do what the disciples did in the book of Acts, where the scripture says they sold their possessions, they gave away everything they brought to the disciples. If I tell you this, next week the church will be empty. Back then, the church broke out in a revival. Did you hear me? It broke out in a revival. Three thousand were added. They were baptized. Every single day the Holy Spirit added to the church. Why? Because they had a love for God more than a love of money. I I read a newspaper article about churches closing down in South Africa. The, 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 they, they can't afford it. They close down. And then the deacons, the pastors, whatever, have to go on pension. And by the way, most of them don't have a pension. I know a pastor a friend of mine who I've preached for. At the age of 60, the church kicks him out. There's no house. There's no car. There's no pension fund. They don't care about all the years that he's invested into people's lives. Somebody listening to me. Why? Because the world teaches us that we will keep him humble. The Lord will keep him humble. And we will keep him poor. What an insult. I said, what an insult to God, taking care of his servants in that way. No, when a woman saw Elisha, she said to her husband, I perceive that a man of God is here, and I want to take care of him. Oh, it's quiet again. I want to take care of every single need of him. When he comes to town, he's not going to have a lack. I'm going to build an upper room for him. And the Bible says he had no lack. The Lord provided every single need. People need to understand this. If you seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, everything else shall be added unto you. If you believe it, high five your neighbor. I'm almost there. Now people say that God doesn't want us to be financially prosperous. That's a lie. If God doesn't want you to be financially prosperous, what honor, can I ask you a question? What honor does God get? Seeing you standing on the street corner begging for money. What honor? What honor does God get when he sees, do you think that God sits in heaven and says, ha <laughs> ha, it's not what God does. What God are you serving? The Bible says, this. you can read it right through the scriptures. Even in heaven, I don't know if you've read it, even in heaven, the Bible speaks about the walls are built by, with pearl, pearly gates, stones, different stones in the walls. By the way, The streets in heaven is filled with gold. So if there's prosperity in heaven, and people hate prosperity on earth, what did Jesus taught? He said, pray as it is in heaven. (laughs) So it shall be on earth. Do you know why I have to preach on this? Because the only way that you can get that devil of poverty away is by two things. Hearing the word of God, bringing faith to you, and giving. Giving breaks the power. Come on, of of any spirit of poverty. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, remember the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you power to get wealth. Say with me, I have to remember the Lord. A lot of people do this. I've heard a guy say to me the one day, he said, if God gives me 10 million, I'm going to sow. No, you will not. You're a liar. (laughs) If you can't even sow when you have a thousand rand in your account, I promise you, you're not going to give when there's 10 million rand in your account. Most times what happens with people that's got huge money is it goes to the heads. Then they walk different. It's like the 10 million just... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? It's like yeah, and they drink everything different. Everything goes to the sky. Did you see it? Ten years, and then the pinky. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> This is a magnet. Instead of saying, Lord, give me money to brag about, say, Lord, give me money to bless. Give me money to be a blessing. Can I I just say this? If you are a giver, you never have to, to worry ever again about receiving. If you're a giver, you never have to worry about receiving ever. Why do I say that? Because if you're a giver, you'll always be a receiver. Always. You'll never lack anything. I said again, you'll never lack anything. By the way, I want to stir up your faith. The Bible says that my God, who's my God? My God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on, the God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. My God shall supply all of your needs. What need do you have? That need God can supply. All of your needs, according to what? Not the riches of the world, but according to His riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Every need shall be met. Please tell somebody right, right now that your need will be met. Do you believe that? I said, do you believe that? So what you hang around is going to affect what you believe. And what you believe will affect what you say. Can I say that one more time? what you hang around with or who you hang around with will affect what you believe and what you believe will affect what you say if you put yourself yourself around grasshoppers you'll think like a grasshopper you'll eat like a grasshopper come on you move like a grasshopper but when you surround yourself with giants you'll be a giant if you have to, you have to surround yourself stay close to the person who feeds your faith is somebody in this house hearing me stay close imagine imagine you've got people that just That just tells you how bad it is every single day. This is why people walk around with a negative on their mouths. (laughs) They're so negative. (laughs) You need to surround yourself with people of faith. Hallelujah. That will push you to do more in life. Whatever you're dreaming right now, you're dreaming too small. God has something bigger in store for you. Make your plans big because you serve a big, 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 big God. Now, before God can multiply anything, you must be thankful for what you have right now. People complain about they don't drive the car they want to, but they haven't thanked God for the car they have now. Can I just say something else? If you can't even take care of the car you have now, how do you think God's going to give you a better car? Your car is so filthy. Oh, Lord, give me a new car. Take care of the one you've got. God, give me a new house. Take care of the house you've got. Hallelujah. I, I knew a hobo. Sorry, for. The, I don't like the word hobo. In any case, I knew a hobo. Many years ago, I was still in school. The cleanest guy I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a thousand clothes on my And he's a God. He took, just took care of himself. You know, and you can take care of yourself. And when you take care of yourself and be thankful for what you have, God can bless you more and give you more and give you more. Hallelujah. You don't have to wear Gucci. Sometimes when I end up at conferences, oh, what do you wear? Oh, I wear the anointing. <laughs> is that Gucci? I see. No, that's just the anointing. Oh, is that Gucci you wear? No, it's just beautiful feet that ministers the gospel of truth. That's all that you see. They ask me, don't you? let me tell you something, when I put my jacket on, the jacket says thank you Jesus, <laughs> I'm wearing vessel to brain,
3: hallelujah,
2: hallelujah, <laughs> al dra a nog <laughs> lelike ding, you, did you see something here, preaching about prosperity, people have joy, you had gelacht, no net. You see, you can you can hear prosperity and still be joyful, yeah. amen. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Amen. Now I want you to I to I want to spend five more minutes, and then I'm going to trust God with you. Are you ready? I want to speak about four things that the Bible speaks about. The Bible speaks about alms, it speaks about first fruits, it speaks about tithing, and it speaks about offering. Again, I want you to understand that giving is not a money issue. You can write that down in your husband's for it, and you'll never forget that. Giving is not. And uh, the, 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 the problem is not the money. The problem is the trusting. We don't trust God. Have you noticed I, I, I flew more than, jeez, I can't even tell you, five, six, seven hundred times. Every time I step into the into the airplane, I'm not asking, hey, where's the pilot? I want to, by the way, we flew from, I think it was Singapore, back here, and they announced, uh, the captain spoke, and he says, hello, everybody, my name is Captain Ahai. And my wife said, ah, hi, Captain. <laughs> and I broke. <laughs> and <laughs> he said, hello, 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 everybody. Thank you for flying Singapore Airlines. My name is Captain Ahai. And she just said, ah, hi, Captain. <laughs> and it got me. I'm trusting Captain Ahai. <laughs> I've never met Captain Ahai. <laughs> and he's, he, he's, in the, he's taking the plane into the sky and... I'm sitting back and relax. Chicken or beef? Chicken, no chicken. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> you eat, you, you drink a Coca Cola, and there's a little bit of turbulence, and you're fine because Captain Ahai said hello. <laughs> hello, I'm Captain High. That's what I know about him. Ahai, Captain. Think about this. And yet, I haven't seen people running frantically and say, oh, yeah, good for what they do. Nobody do that. They just sit back. I've, I've observed everybody coming into this church building. Nobody picked up the chair and said, uh, you didn't like my unstable were. No, you just sat down. Uh, is that correct? But yet people do different things of God. They don't trust Him. But they trust a, a high captain, and you haven't even seen His face. You might say, well, I haven't seen God's face. No, let me tell you, get back on your knees, you'll see Him every day. Hallelujah. Open the word of God, you'll see him every verse. You better hear me. Last night I said to God, God, I want to see your face. He said, open your Bible, you will see me every verse, every single word, you'll see my face. Hallelujah. It's time when you open your Bible and see the master. Whoa. And he's not Captain Ahai. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's El Shaddai. He's Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if Captain A High, let me just tell you, it's not Captain A High that keeps you in the air. It's King of Kings that sends his angels and say so you protect. Some mornings I wake up before I have to fly, and there's a stick on my forehead. I have to pull it off. It says, precious cargo. <laughs> when I get into that plane, God says, Hey angels, you better go. With this precious cargo. That's my children. Why? Because He's the one who will prosper everything that you do, everything that you do. If your boss calls you in and says, there's no more work, come on, we're going to have to let you go. Then you have to understand your boss does not earn, you're not earning a living because of your boss. God Almighty will take care of you. When one door closes, the other one will open up. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen His descendants begging for bread. My God says, I will withhold nothing good from the righteous. Hallelujah. The Bible says, even when they have gray hair, they will prosper. Glory to God. Sometimes God shakes your nest because you have become so comfortable in where you're at that God says, Well, now I'm just I'm just closing the resource here because I'm gonna show you that the resources that I have will never, ever, ever run dry. And on that note, the only fountain that I'm drinking of is the fountain of life. His name is Jesus Christ. And he never runs dry. That's just free of charge. Bang. DM. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 10, an angel came in the middle of the night. And he spoke to the man called Cornelius. By the way, Cornelius wasn't a Jew. He was a Gentile. He was one of us. And the Bible says, can I have George or somebody just on the keyboard for me, please. And then the Bible says, the angel said, your prayers. Say with me prayers. And your alms.'" has been noticed before God, and you know what happened? The Bible says because of his praise and his elms, what, what people don't understand, when you do what God wants you to do, what God is doing for you, he does behind the scenes many times, please hear me, Cornelius was giving alms, praying, what does it mean to give alms? It speaks about charitable deeds, it speaks about doing good to others, alms is not tithing, please get this straight. Alms Helping people is not offering. Helping people is an elm that you give. Alms that you give. It's charitable deeds. If you buy somebody food, it's categorized under the category elms. But you have to understand what happened. Every time Cornelius did something good for people, he didn't do it to be seen. He was a Gentile. Is somebody listening to me? He didn't do it to be seen. I know know on social media you get a lot of times that they say, if you do something for somebody, keep the cameras at home. Well, the Bible says, when you do good unto others, let the light shine. He says, let people know what you do so they can glorify the Father in heaven. That's not what the Bible talks here about. The scripture says that so God spoke to Peter in a vision. And he said, I want you to go to a man, this is his name. and, And... and so the scripture says there was a, a big veil that he saw was full of animals. And he, the Lord said, kill and eat. He said, Lord, I will not touch anything that is not cleansed." And the scripture says, God says, don't call anything undefiled that I oh, have uh, cleansed. So the scripture says that God spoke to Cornelius and he says there will come a man. And, and so when Cornelius heard about Peter, after he received the word, your prayers and your alms has been noticed by God. What happened? Yes, Peter at his home. And Peter, the scripture says, Peter started speaking, preaching the gospel to him and to his family. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit fell upon all of them. Now here's the instance where the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentile race. You have to understand, what Cornelius did, praying and giving alms, a whole Gentile race was saved. Me and you included. Imagine that. He was the, there was the first family. Of Gentiles that was shaken by the power of God being filled with the Holy Spirit and being born again being baptized the same day because of one man's alms charitable deeds you might think you're giving to something or you help somebody and nobody notices let me just quickly tell you God took it in such a oh God honored him so much that God says the blessing that's coming will not just come to you in your house, but it will come on the whole Gentile race. Imagine what you do today for the kingdom of God. Doesn't just affect tomorrow. People think that when they support a ministry, it just helps for tomorrow. It is not the it's not the truth. It helps for future generations. Imagine elms not even tithing. My goodness, you didn't hear me. God does not say your tithe has come up. He says your alms. If, the, if alms can get God's attention in such a way that a whole Gentile race can be saved, imagine what God can do with a tithe. And God doesn't require your tithe because heaven is in need. No, God requires your tithe because a tithing is connected with your obedience. God is actually asking, are they trusting me? People ask me, the, and this is what you need to understand. People think they give a tithe once a month, or um, once a month, or, or they give it this month, skip two months, and give it again. You can't receive anything. Paul spoke about the following. He says, every time, every week or every month, it depends on how you get it, you have to set something aside. And here's the key. He said, you have to make up your mind, not when I get to your house, not when I get to your church. He says, you have to make up your mind far ahead. You have to speak to God far ahead what you want to give to Him. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching somebody something, An elm is what you do for others. Hallelujah. Who knows what I'm talking? Who has helped people in the past? We've, that's an elm. They have given elms, and God blesses the elms. Then the Bible speaks about the first fruit. A first fruit. What they did was they took before the, the harvest, the farmers would have taken a, a a portion of whatever they felt like, and they would go and sacrifice it to the priests. Why the priests? Because they were the ones ministering the word. So when a a, a first fruit, there's not a a, a amount what a first fruit is. A first fruit is the amount that you want to honor. That's what happened in biblical times. And that's why they were blessed. If you think about the Jewish nation, they still do it today. And it was one of the most blessed nations in the world. Blessed nations in the world. If you go to Israel, you know what I'm talking about. They, They are blessed. There's so much money in Israel. One of the richest countries in the world because of the Jews understand this is what God wants us to do. Then secondly, a tithe. What is a tithe? A tithe speaks about 10% of all of your income. And here's the, here's the thing that I want to tell people. If you if you receive a salary, 10% is a tithe of what you earn before any deductions, before SARS. Now I'm checking people. SARS takes how many percentage? Nobody's fighting SARS, but when the Bible says God requires your temperance, not because heaven needs, because you need. All right, let, let's go. Let's 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 go a little bit further. If you have a business, your business is an entity by itself. Your business needs to dive. If you want to see the hand of God in your business, if you have ten businesses, each business needs to dive, according to how they prosper. That's that's scriptural, by the way. You can find it in scripture how they gave off their businesses. People say, well, I'm a tither, so God needs to bless my business. No, God will bless you. Your business can go down, but God will take care of you. But you have to understand if your business goes down. There's families that goes down with it. There's that, the families that relies on your business. You're going to see those families blessed. You make, have to make sure you're your business tithe. Don't be quiet on me now. And then the scripture speaks about offerings. I'm going to touch on, 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 on tithing just now. I'm going to add to this because Malachi 3 says, bring the tithe. And offering to the storehouse of God, so that there might be food in my house. Can I teach on something quickly? The tithe belongs to the, the, the church, the household of faith, where you receive your you receive your spiritual food from. All right, or the ministry that you receive your spiritual food from. You have to be rooted in the church, by the way. Secondly, Secondly, the Bible says the only Scripture that God says, "Me myself, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake." Is when it comes to the tithing. Amen what does it mean it means that your car tires will hold, keep you longer your washing machine won't break okay your ice your children don't get sick as often why because God says I'm rebuking the devourer for your sake suddenly there's business deals coming to you salespeople they just get sales I don't know why because God says I'm rebuking the devourer every, every single time the enemy wants to come and steal, I'm, I'm rebuking him for your sake. That means you just walking in the rest of God. You don't have to fight devils, he's fighting them for you. Don't you love that? Same with your business. You want new contracts, you better tithe out of your out of your business. Tive out of your business. God says, Everything that comes against your business, I will rebuke it for your sake. You don't even have to advertise much. God's hand will be upon it, and you will see the glory of God. The offering is everything over and above what you what you tithe. And that is something that Paul says that you have to make up your mind what you want to give but the word offering means that there's something that's going to cost me something it, uh, it's, it needs to be something of, of value to me because why money is just a tool a tool to do what to to preach the gospel to the unreached you know what What God moved me I was standing in in the Philippines there was a, a young girl she came to give her life to Jesus and, and she was crying so much that she had a towel in her hands to wipe off the tears when I saw her I heard the Spirit of God ask me a question, what is one soul worth to you? What is one soul worth to you? Then I broke down in tears, and I understood why I'm doing what I'm doing. Let me quickly tell you something. You might say, well, does the giving work? Let me quickly tell you, we can ask that five-year-old girl that was raped severely, that they brought to church, just to be prayed for. We can ask the 70-year-old man that is about to die of cancer who received the touch from God, cancer dissolving from him, and he received new life. Come, we can ask the people that were on their way to hell, but heard about a Savior. Hallelujah. And everything was turned around. We can ask the the families that life has been changed forevermore. I don't know a family personally in this church that has came here, you have come here, and you're here every week, and you have not been challenged in any aspect of your life people that join this ministry by the way are challenged Do you know why because that's what the anointing does it challenges you and it stretches you I heard somebody say to me listen since I'm here there's challenges he says but it's good I like challenges because in the challenges I'm growing I'm growing I'm not where I used to be a year ago come on, who's with me right now my faith is going from glory to glory in the name of Jesus why did I touch on this? Because I want this church, I want you, families in this place, to start to prosper and to see the hand of God in a supernatural way. I want to tell you when you tithe, you don't need a pension. He becomes your pension fund. When you know what I always tell I told Aline, I said it's time to be safe. And she turned to me, she says, The only one that saves is Jesus. In I see at my, my faith doesn't have a plan B, C, and D, and E. Plan is, is only as only has a faith J. Jesus. Hallelujah. Who believed that this morning the spirit of doubt has broken off you? Come on, who believed that the spirit of fear has diminished, broken off you? Who, who believes that? I want to ask our team, just to come help us. I want to sing that song one more time. I let my fear on the boat. Praise God. Okay, let's try that again. Who believes that the spirit of doubt has just lifted off their shoulders? Lift your hands. Who believes that this morning that God wants you to prosper in everything that you do? Who believes that this morning that you'll never go home ever again the same as you enter in Jesus' name? I trust God that this month of December, the bonus that you think you're going to get, that God will... Supersede, excel that far above what you can humanly imagine. I believe that those who've never been on a holiday, that God will bless you with two holidays. Uh, hallelujah! I, I, I pray that those who have been working hard listen, I'm praying for every single mother and every single father who's working hard to provide for their families. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this month will be a great month, a month of great harvest. It will be a month where you will lack no good thing. Listen, it will only be sorry for the word, but it will only be stupid people who hate to prosper this season. Who wants to prosper? Who wants to see God's hand? I tell you, I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that this morning you leave your fear on the boat. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing this song one more time.
1: I left my fear on the boat. I will. Show control to the one who makes me whole. Jesus, the Savior of my soul. I lift my fear on the bow I relinquish all control to the one who makes me whole, Jesus, the Savior of my soul. I hear you
3: And fear on the pole, and I relinquish all control to the one that makes me whole, Jesus the savior of my soul. I hear you calling. No cloud of fear and keep me away from you. My eyes are on you, yeah. so I will walk on the face of the water. No
0: wind or wave cause me to falter.
3: my fear on the boat and i relinquish your control to the One who makes me whole jesus the savior of my soul i hear you calling me of the water,
0: no weed or no weight, what no caused me to falter, no doubt or fear, can keep me away from
3: you, my eyes on you. So I will walk on the face of the water, no
0: weed or no weight, what no cause me to falter, no doubt or fear, Me
3: away from you. My eyes on you. The waves are crashing. I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The waters raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. The waves are crashing i'm stepping over my faith won't waver in the midst of the storm the water's raging but i see you walking i will keep running in victory the waves are crashing i'm stepping over my faith won't waver in the midst of the storm the water's raging but I see you walking I will keep running In victory yeah. The waves are crashing I'm stepping over My faith
0: waver In the midst of the storm
2: The water's
0: raging But I see you walking I will be running
3: In victory yeah. So I will the water, don't
0: win or won't cause me to fall do no doubt or hill can keep me away from you, my eyes are on you.
3: Are Hallelujah. There's gonna waves are crashing. It's so powerful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I wanna doubt and all falter. I will only strive for victory. The waves are crashing. I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. The waves are crashing. I'm stepping over. My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging. But I see you walking I will keep running in victory The waves are crashing I'm stepping over My faith won't waver in the midst of the storm The water's raging But I see you walking I will keep running in victory The waves waves are are crashing. crashing I'm stepping over, my faithful waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but i see you walking. I will keep running in victory, oh. So I will walk on the face of the water, the wind Cause me to falter, no doubt or fear Can keep me away from you My eyes on you So I will walk on the face of the water No wind or wind Cause me to falter,
0: no doubt or fear Can keep me away from
3: you My eyes on you
2: You, oh. Thank you Jesus. I want you quickly just to close your eyes, lift your hands just two minutes. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you are here. My prayer Lord Jesus is this morning that you will reveal yourself to each one, each life in Jesus' name. I pray that you'll tug on people's hearts this morning. Thank you for your beautiful presence. I oh, lift those hands, he's here. We glorify him. Make it every eye will be on you. Lord Jesus, thank you this morning. That you call people out of their boats. Thank you this morning, the people will not walk on the water, they will walk on your word. Thank you that they will not doubt your word for a second. As the enemy whispered, did God say it? Yes, he did. And I thank you, Lord, for your peace that surpasses all understanding. Come, as you lift your hands, as a sign of surrender, just ask the Holy Spirit. I ask you this morning, make Jesus real to me. When I face a storm, thank you that that will be the only face I see It's Jesus Christ. When I get a bad report, I thank you that Jesus will be the only face I see. Lord, when the life seems so so crazy, thank you that Jesus will be the only face that I see. Thank you that he's the author and the finisher of my faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for changing people, for changing every heart and every life in this place. I pray for your people, Lord, that you will prosper them in everything that they do, that they will be prosperous and in health. And those two things this morning, I declare to your people in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, they will prosper in everything that they do. I thank you that when the world sees them, they will glorify their Father in heaven. They will know, Lord, that it's not over until you say it's over and I speak a word to every life in this place this is where it ends every storm it stops now every turmoil it ends here every storm against your life against your against your personal things it stops here right now it's time that we walk in the confidence and in the boldness that God has called us to be and to walk in and I declare this in Jesus name come on there's a whole shift in the atmosphere there's a whole change in this building because of the King of Kings that has entered in. The Lord Almighty, the Lord Mighty to save is here right now. Here right now. I'm telling you this, He's calling you out. He says it's time to come out, Lazarus. Come out of Bethany Come out of despair. Come out of depression. Come out of anxiety. Come out of fear right now. We come against despair. We come against we come against it now in Jesus' name. And I thank you Lord that this week will be the greatest week of your people's lives. I thank you this month will be a great month. My goodness, what a presence of the Lord. Thank you that you are here, Master. Just one more minute, would you just pray with me, just for one more minute. Come on, just one minute, would you just love those voices and pray with me. Let every eye be on you, Lord. Let every person see you. Let no man see this. Let him see Jesus this morning. It's all about you. It always is about you. Thank you that you are the way maker. Thank you that you are the miracle worker. You are our promise keeper. You make a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you, Lord, that you use the impossible and you make it possible. Thank you that your word says nothing shall be impossible for you. Thank you that the word says in the book of Luke chapter 1 for with God nothing shall be impossible. Thank you that you are the all-knowing, all-powerful, omnipresent God. Nothing is too hard. In Jesus' name. And Lord, as your people lift their hands, I agree with them right now in Jesus' name. From this morning onwards, new doors, doors of favor, doors of opportunity. I thank you, Father God. Bonuses will come in this year for them like never before. Blessings will come in this year like never before. Thank you, Lord, that every need will be met according to your riches in Christ Jesus. We agree with that right now. In the name of Jesus, if you sense Him here like I sense Him, would you just for a moment just say thank you, thank you Lord for your presence in this place, thank you for always showing up. You know why, as everybody closed, why well, many people ask me, many, I get the question every week almost. So why is the presence of the Lord so strong in your church, let me tell you why, very easy to understand. In this church it's not about man, it's about Jesus our job is here to magnify him continuously we will never put an emphasis on any man in this church we do not put a man on a pedestal we do not make man our profile picture we make Jesus Christ our all in all it's all about him it's all about him and let it be known this morning Lord that you will always get the glory you'll always get the honor we worship you because we love you and Lord I pray I want to finish with this that each one will understand the responsibility of what you've placed upon their lives if you're here one of our church members there's a responsibility that you have you're going to be accountable for for what has been given to you if you're one of the worship singers musicians preachers ushers there's the responsibility that God has put upon your shoulders live a life worthy of God Live a life that when people see you, they will glorify your Father. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name and the people of God. Shout amen and amen. Just take your seats for two minutes. I just want to announce this quickly. Sunday, 1 December, two-year church uh, birthday. Come celebrate with us, please. 10 a.m. this Sunday coming. It's going to be supernatural. I believe God is going to bless us on our second year anniversary. His presence is going to be crazy. Let me tell you, next week, Sunday, we're going to see an outpour of God's presence in this place. Then, Sunday, 8 December, there's church here. If you're not on holiday, we're not on holiday, we're here. Okay? Then, Sunday, 15 December, if you're not on holiday, we're not on holiday, we're here. All right? You can get the word. Then, Sunday, 22 December, we also here. So if you're not away, there's church. The church will not close. Even if there's two people coming to church, we're here. So, uh, then Wednesday 25 December, Christmas morning, 8 o'clock, we're going to have a Christmas service. Early. Not keep you long. promise you. Not evangelistic promise. It's a promise. All right? An hour at most. And you're off to your family. But these are going to celebrate Christ and what He has done for us. He's the reason for the season. Amen. And then... Sunday, 29 December. This church here. If you're still not away, we are here. All right. Then uh, Tuesday evening, 31 December. OER's aunt, 11 p.m. We have a service here. And then we're gonna Jabula. In actual fact, I want you to do me a favor. I want to change it a little bit. I want to make it 10:30. Why 10:30? Because I want to praise God just a little bit longer. All right. And then we're gonna Jabula. Uh, On new It's not going to be brandy, it's going to be new wine. You're going to go into the new year with Jesus Christ. Year 2020, you're going to have 2020 vision. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then, I just want to double check on that one. Then 5 January, we continue. 6, we continue. And then 19 January, we plant the planting in Johannesburg. That Sunday evening, I want to ask everybody that loves us to come and join me there. It's It's a much smaller building than this. We're gonna have a problem. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. We're gonna have a good problem. I believe the place will be too small. People ask me, "Will you close this church?" No, we're not closing this church. It's just the second church, and then the next one maybe in Witbank, <coughs> and then Durban and Cape Town and Port Elizabeth, and was it like a Mauritius, <laughs> Mauritius. <Icelandic>. All right, <laughs> Hallelujah. Then we're gonna do taking up an offering for the work of God. There's three buckets in the front. White bucket. Please remember, if you're new here, the white bucket is always for the work of missionary, missionary work. This means when they travel, when they travel around the world, the money in the bucket goes towards the souls of the world. The buckets, the brown buckets, and the I don't know what color you want to call that, is for the church, goes towards the church. There's details on the screen. Please remember, our ministry is a Section 18A organization that helps anything that you give to the church. be your 10... Vacation homes. It's tax deductible. You get it back on tax. Alright, so there's details on the screen. And then there's card detail or card machine there in the back. for you want to use it. And we love you guys tremendously. Next year, January, we'll start off with the Bible school again. Who's excited about that? that be a good Bible school. And then hopefully we can start a Bible school in Johannesburg, too. We love you guys. God bless you. Remember, please, Sunday. Make sure to be here. Come and support us. Bring your whole family. Come and eat. But tell him, The cost for need. Church will be packed. People will drive back from Durban. God bless you, we love you.
3: Yes, please. The waves are crashing. I'm stepping over. My faithful waver in the midst of the storm. For the,
2: for the people that want me people that want to have communion there's a communion table in the front you can have communion and then we want to say thank you for everybody that gave to the children we want to show you possible. all right that was the kids by the way there we go thank you guys please remember communion god bless you thanks guys
3: The waves are crashed, I'm stepping over, my faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The water's raging, but I see you walking, I will keep running in victory, yeah. The waves are crashing, I'm stepping over, my faith won't waver in the midst of the storm. The waters raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. Yeah. The waves are crashing, I'm stepping over. My faith don't waver in the midst of the storm. The waters raging, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. Yeah the waves are crashing, I'm stepping over my faithful favor, in the midst of the soul. The water's catching, but I see you walking. I will keep running in victory. Oh, So I will walk on the face of the water, Don't lead the way. Cause me to falter, no doubt of fear can keep me away from you, my eyes of you. So I will walk on the face of the water no weep of will can cause me to falter, no
0: doubt of fear can keep me away from you.